Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast, episode 58. Today we've got Justin Brown from Primal Video. So welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks very much for having me on. Mate, can you tell the audience a little bit more about you, how many kids you've got, and a little bit more about the Primal Video as well? Okay, so I am a married father of two. I've got two young kids, Ava and Alex, who are seven and five. And um, a little bit, bit about the company. I run a company called Primal Video with my brother, Mike, where we help people grow an audience and scale their revenue using online video. So these days in digital marketing space and, and growing your business and stuff online, people are like, you've got to do video. But there's so much stuff that comes up with that uh, the gear, the tech, the fear of being on camera. What do I actually say? So that's the kind of stuff that we break down and help people with. Yeah, definitely. And mate, diving into a little bit more about the the primal video side of things. And obviously there's a lot of fathers out there at the moment in isolation and doing, you know, education with the kids and homeschooling and stuff like that. Where is the best place that those, those dads can, you know, find a lot of the content you've got or the courses that you offer to maybe you know upskill their own knowledge so that they can best you know provide that extra you know education to their children or or even use it for themselves to try and upskill their own stuff. Well, I mean that, that's the beauty of the internet these days. Is we, we're living in this time where we we literally have access to so much knowledge, um, and that's where great places like Google and YouTube are really the places to start. And that's why we have built our business um, using YouTube as the primary source for our traffic. So every week we release um, one video, which is around one of those pain points or one of those problems that people have or stopping blocks that people have when they go to create content or when they're looking to make money online and those sorts of things from from the videos and stuff that they create. So uh, the YouTube channel is really the face of our business and that's really where we, we, we run out a heap of free content to help people solve those specific pains and problems. But if you're looking to expand your knowledge and obviously you want to help with your kids and those sorts of things as well, it really is about um, I mean, breaking it down and getting clear on what outcome you want to have. So think of where are you stuck right now or what's the thing you want to teach your kids right now. The more granular, the more specific you can be in that search um, because YouTube is a search engine, um, you're going to get much more tailored, much more specific specific content and a much more tailored specific answer and also sift through a lot of that noise and crap that's on out there as well so i mean there's there's great stuff on there but there's a lot of noise and and rubbish on there as well so that's where it's all about um, getting clear on what you want first not just kind of strolling up to youtube and sifting through and and going down the youtube rabbit hole Um, if you go into it with a plan um, first for, for either learning or the creating side then you're going to get much more out of it in a much shorter period of time yeah, definitely. And how, how do you best manage, obviously, working online and, you know, managing yourself against, I guess, different time zones? I always see you over in America and um, all around the world doing different things. How do, how do you manage your um, schedule and your time management skills with everything that you've got going on at home and then the family life that comes alongside that? It's always, it's always a little bit of a challenge and we can always come up with that excuse or I don't have the time or whatever. I know when I first started out, um, I never made the time to work out or I was just I was too busy because uh, first thing in the morning for us is perfect for US time zone. Obviously, we've got an Australian from our nine to five, whatever. Uh, and then coming into the evening is where we start to hit the UK time zone, so the European time zone. So there's always an excuse that you could say, Uh, I need to work all of these hours. So it really is about being a little bit flexible with your times, with your schedules, but also being not flexible and strict on some things. So for like 
for meetings and things. There's days where I just won't book meetings. Um, I don't book anything after five so that I can hang out with the kids and those sorts of things. I, I, I'm grateful and, uh, and lucky to be in a position where I can shape and change those hours and have the ability to drop the kids off at school and pick them up from school and those sorts of things. So, But it wasn't that it was something like I had to commit to doing that. I had to actually make that work. It's not something that, oh, I'll be able to do that when. It's like you need to commit and make that change or it's actually not going to happen. It's like all these people that have paid gym memberships and stuff and don't show up, right? It's uh, it's kind of you've got to commit. You've got to put it in your calendar and starting and then the rest kind of flows and shapes beyond it. We think it's way harder than it actually is to do this stuff. But just by saying I'm never going to take a call before 8.30 a.m., um, you just don't. Like if they're not in the calendar, they're never going to happen. Uh, and, and likewise, back at the, on, on the end of the day. So it really is about trying. And for anyone that's like, yeah, that's fine for you. You work from home. You work for like we all do now. So uh, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of um, really trying to build that schedule and build that commitment and just try it. And if it doesn't work for you, shape it and adjust it. Because, I mean, you could hear 10 things from 10 different people. doesn't mean it's going to apply for you and your unique, your unique uh, scenario. But, you know, um, it's it really is about just, trying different things and seeing what works. And for me, it's been really clear on the calendar and, and having certain times that I just leave empty for, you know, creativity and for, for whatever else comes up, but having set times that I do not work. Uh, I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah. And what, what is your set time for training? Do you do it daily or how many sessions do you do a week? And, you know, is that after the school drop off when you have got that time throughout the day or is it, you know, first thing in the morning while the family's still sleeping? So right now, in these interesting times, um, it's it's changed a bit, which is which is cool. So um, previously, my wife would uh, have to commute to work, so she would leave about five thirty in the morning. So unless if I wanted to train in the morning, I had to be back before say twenty past five. So that was pretty hard and I'd probably scrap that idea as much as I love training in the morning. Uh, I wasn't going to get up at four or something to, to get that done. So um, I would train from uh, the sessions that I would go to. I'm the kind of person that needs to have a plan, needs to have something, you know, rock up to the gym and have a PT or someone tell me what to do. Uh, otherwise, I just end up doing the same stuff over and over again. So I um, I go to Jets. They have their J series. Um, it's kind of like a F45 hit session thing. But I walk in. Um, it's the warm up, it's the session, it's the warm down, and it's kind of done. And I don't need to think about stuff before or after. Just rock up, get it done, and get out. And so for me, I normally go to a five or a five forty-five p.m. Uh, session, and I know that like it's clearly at the end of the day, the kids are home, and that kind of stuff is not going to interfere with um, you know dinner and, and whatever um, beyond that. Um, it's just a short, quick burst uh that that i know is in my calendar and for that i try to go four times a week during the weekdays and then i'll throw in a saturday session as well so it's only four to five sessions total yeah definitely and mate how does your training compare to when i first met you you were obviously traveling the world and doing the big wave surfing videography and all that sort of stuff and your your training was you know these crazy gym sessions ah. and breathing training and ice i don't know this that and everything else have you kept up any of that stuff that you you know did back in the day you know now or is it just the j series and just those sort of functional uh hit sessions i definitely like that my uh day-to-day -day life right now is not as crazy as it used to be <laughs> and my chance my chances of dying at work are a lot less teaching yeah. people video stuff on youtube than jumping out of planes and having parachutes not open and all of that fun stuff uh as you can probably attest to with your background as well uh so it's kind of um yeah, the training side, I'm definitely not doing as much of the breath hold training work. Um, I, 
I'm really now it's more for just general overall, uh, overall well-being and, and just general fitness. It's not that uh, I need to be able to hold a camera at 90 degrees, uh, the heavy camera for, you know, long periods of time sitting on the back of a jet ski to, to, you know, catch the perfect shot or whatever. So the training has definitely changed. Um, for that now, I'm just more about just general fitness. I want to know that I can keep up with the kids. I don't want to be one of those parents that's, uh, you know, can't bend down to pick up their kid because they've got a bad back or bad knees or whatever. Like, it's just more about just the feeling that you get afterwards, but also having the ability just to, yeah, to, to keep going through. I think the, the whole, uh, I'm, uh, I'm too old for this stuff uh, saying doesn't really a need to apply and uh that's where i keep keeping moving keeping um yeah keep keep going with it is uh is really more my goal yeah definitely and with everything that's going on in the world right now with the coronavirus and so many fathers you know being stuck at home or you know in lockdown or you know or or upcoming they, they might be about to you know be forced to be at home a little bit more what what would be you know the tips that you could give them for the dad or the family that's looking to, you know, start doing a lot more things online, whether it's a family YouTube channel, whether it's TikTok videos, you know, Facebook, this, that, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, ex explore, I, I guess the, the vision that they might have, or even their children might have, you see a lot more children starting to, starting to create, you know, dancing videos or, you know, cooking tutorials and, you know, there's so much stuff like at the moment yeah. I, I struggle to go on social media because everyone is just bombarding with, with everything. Yeah. But you know, what, what are some of the tips you'd have for, you know, that family that might want to go down that direction? So I'd say the, the first one is to, is to, again, kind of have some sort of plan, but also have some sort of control over it. Um, I mean, Derek and um, I don't know if it's changed very recently, but uh, even at the start of the year, they were asking all these uh, kids and uh, students, school students, what they wanted to be when they grow up. And the overwhelming response was some sort of YouTube star or be famous on YouTube, which is ridiculous, right? <laughs> so... Uh, but with that, as parents, you want to know that um, while that's, you know, it's definitely possible. And, uh, and obviously, we teach strategies and that kind of stuff for businesses to use YouTube. And we don't teach for sort of the kids' channels and those sorts of things. Um, you have, have some sort of clear goals for it like what is the type of content that I, that you can help your kid create um what what is the the things that they are allowed to do on there and not allowed to do on there like really set the boundaries for it because a lot of people kind of go off on the the, the views and the subscriber numbers and they start to do things um that then to get attention to get those views and things um and that's where it, it really is if they're driven by views and subscribers it's the wrong it's the wrong thing in there. And, and that's where you want to rein that in. It's, it's more about the impact that they can have or the fun that they can have creating the content more so than, all right, that video um, didn't get many views. So uh, we're now going to do something else. Or what, what more clickbaity or dangerous things could we be doing to, to get more views? And I think that's the scariest side of YouTube, the people that are doing it for the numbers. And then they might do something silly once and it, it goes viral or something. Then they feel that they have to keep doing these things. And there's a lot of people that are sort of putting themselves in danger or just creating silly content to get the views. It definitely doesn't need to be that. There's lots of things that you can do. I've seen some massive channels where kids are just playing with their trains. Kids are playing with their dolls. They're talking about their favorite toys and those sorts of things or building up little characters and stuff around it. It's crazy. I mean, this is something that, you know, a few years ago, this, this is, this is a whole, this is a whole different world now. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
But I would say also, uh, as a parent, you want to be monitoring then the comments and things that are coming back through. Uh, I think that is probably the biggest thing that I will be wary with with my kids um, is that giving everyone a voice on YouTube and the ability to upload content uh, is is a is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. There's a lot of people that write terrible comments and trolls and all those sorts of things, and I think young kids won't be able to sort of separate themselves or would find it much harder to separate themselves from that feedback that's coming in. I mean, even for me, yeah, we get some brutal comments come through. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it's it's so few and far between now that it doesn't really matter. It definitely doesn't affect me. Uh, but if you're much younger or you're, you're more susceptible to, to, to pick up on that kind of stuff and to really hold it. I mean, we always forget the nice comments and we only remember the negative ones. So that's only amplified if you're younger or more immature or, um, or you are, you know, take that stuff personal. So that would be the biggest things I would say, not to put all the doom and gloom on it, but those would be the two things I'd be aware of going into it with um, the strategy in place or your goals with it. Obviously that can shape and change over time. Don't do silly stuff just to get the views, make it more about the fun or the creation process and the learning experience. Um, and, and also just be, be aware of what's going on in the comments and those sorts of things. And for a lot of family channels and kid channels, now they are moving to remove comments on some of those, specifically the kids' side, more so than the family side. Um, but again, it's um, look at it as a way of how can we make this fun? How can we learn a lot? And, and obviously, how can we share our story and share what we're interested in with other people around the world? And, and those are the people, the people that do that are the ones that are successful with it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like that idea of, removing comments on the on the kids stuff I, I think that's you know a great thing and even even if you know facebook and instagram i, th I think it's 12 years old or 13 years old if they even allow yep. their kids to go on a bit younger and you know totally disable those comments and you know they can just put so youtube is supposed to be 13 as well so okay. that's the interesting piece but there's there's so many younger kids on there and it's like the parents creating the channels or whatever and then the kids just run them with them um, yeah, you are supposed to be 13 to have a channel on YouTube. Uh, and even then you can't make money from it until you are older or you, you've got it linked to one of your parents, uh, Google AdSense accounts and those sorts of things. So they are getting much, much better. And it's not just YouTube, it's, it's across the board with that child protection act and those sorts of things. And, and there's a lot of stuff in the media with that last year, um, as for creating content that is aimed for children and, or created by children. So it's good the way that they're moving with that. And yes, you can still make money and those kinds of things from it. Um, but it really is to kind of remove the negativity and those weird creeps online to try and remove that from, from the equation. Yeah. And what, one thing I noticed with my kids with obviously all the fitness side of things that we do and, um, you know, all the different adventures, they, they now just want to, you know, like even Harry, he gets his uh, iPhone and puts it up against the wall and he's like, hi, I'm Harry. And today I'm going to show you how to do a push up. And like, they just witness and try and imitate so many different things that, you know, that we do as, as parents. Is it something that your kids are starting to get into, you know, with obviously all the gadgets you've got and your, your knowledge yeah. and skill set? Would you push them to, you know, jump in front of the camera if, if they wanted to and, you know, help them on that mission? Yeah, definitely. I think um, so. Our kids have access to phones and iPads and those kinds of things around the house, but they, if it's for gaming, 
they're not really allowed to use them, like very rarely. Um, and that's not to hold them back from learning that stuff. I just don't think they need to be sitting there playing games. So our kids are allowed to have access to some of the, the reading games and the counting games. Obviously, they're still pretty young. Um, or if they want to use it to take a photo or make a video. And um, it's interesting because, uh, yeah, my office is normally like a toy room. It's been taken over <laughs> at the moment, but it's normally like a toy room, with gadgets and tech and stuff. I and mean, I, I love that stuff. And um, we get stuff in the mail. And... I got the, one of the last packages I got through my daughter's like, can I help you unbox it? Can you film it? And I'll open it. And I'm like, I've never once ever done an unboxing video or an opening video. Uh, I personally don't see the, 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 uh, the excitement or whatever in it, but Hey, there's massive channels that just unbox stuff. Uh, but she'd clearly watched a YouTube video somewhere, uh, yeah. uh with someone unboxing stuff and she wanted to do it and she's talking through. Okay. So it's got the plastic on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, you're, you're six. Like this is, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Mate, yeah. I could imagine with your with your knowledge, skill set, and obviously all the devices that you'd have around your house, you could you know, really push a pretty big kids YouTube channel or family channel if you wanted to. So, like, maybe I think, it, I think the kids have got that. they've kind of got to be into it. I think, um, I, and that's the biggest thing that we see on the business on the business side of things is that people like they know, they know that they need to do video. And they're kind of forcing themselves into it. And that's, it's probably different as an adult. I think if the kids, I, that's why we have them, they're ready for them. If they want help creating something, I'll help them. Um, it's not something that I'm going to push onto them in any way. Um, the kids really have no idea what I do. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it is kind of, yeah, the, the tools and stuff are there. And when they show interest, then I'm happy to, to, to help with that. But as for more time on devices, I, I don't know. I mean, when we grew up, we didn't have them. It uh, doesn't mean that they don't need them. But um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see that. I know that with my son, when he first, we, you know, gave him the, the phone and stuff for a little bit, he would be pretty angry when the phone was taken away, but also that he wouldn't go to sleep properly and those sorts of things. So it was where we try to limit his time, but I think on the camera side of things and whatever the creative side, sure, they have a good laugh and make silly little videos. So yeah. yeah. And, and what's next for the promo video, mate? What's the next six to 12 months look like for you guys and whereabouts is the direction that the business is going to be taken? Yeah. So we're in a very fortunate position right now where the business is, um, is blowing up. I know there's a crazy time. There's a lot of people, a lot of hardship and stuff out there, but we are yeah, very fortunate to have built out a business around um, adding value and, and helping people create videos. And obviously right now there's a lot more people that are home and looking at, YouTube and wondering how they can get started and those sorts of things. So it is definitely, um, yeah, helped our business massively. So for us, we're in a period of rapid growth. So we are looking to hire. We've just hired someone full time. We're probably going to follow that up with a, another hire really, really soon. But it's all about reach and impact for us now. So we've got the YouTube stuff that's working. Um, we're going to look at other platforms more seriously than me just playing around on like Instagram and but I, and um, LinkedIn. But I say LinkedIn is probably the one that we're going to focus on next. Um, but again, it all comes from a place of how can you, how can we help? But same, same for anyone out there that want, wants to succeed online, you've got to come from a place of adding value like this podcast, like adds value to people. It's entertaining. They learn stuff. They meet new people. It's like, what can you do that can add value, solve someone's pain, solve someone's problem or entertain them. And if you take that approach into any business, then it's going to be successful because you're helping people with something doesn't mean you need to give stuff away for free. You can always then add on, you know, a next step or a deeper level of connection, deeper level of uh, training and those sorts of things. So, so for us, it's more about hitting that, uh, this is a long answer to your question, but it's about hitting that, uh, that impact and that reach 
Um, and that's, um, yeah, that's what we're looking to do. Yeah. And mate, with the, with the video side of things, does the dad or, or the parents out there need to go buy the new camera and the green screen and the expensive video software and everything to, you know, get started or can they just use their iPhone or, you know, Samsung or whatever they might have lying around the house and sort of make do and, you know, test it all out before they, they get started. Definitely the latter. I'm a big advocate of uh, use what you have and all of us right now, like, I mean, we have videos on our channel that are around the five-year-old mark that were filmed with the front-facing camera on an iPhone 5, like that phone's from 2012. And it's the front camera, the bad quality one, right? Uh, so if you've got anything newer than that phone that should be in a museum, then uh, you've got more than enough to succeed on creating videos and succeed on places like YouTube. Um, you don't need to have the latest and greatest. In some cases, the people that do go out, go out and buy the better cameras and those sorts of things, there's more work for them to do to get a good result. They need to understand how the camera works, the settings and all of those sorts of things. So it is actually easier for people just to keep it simple. So that's, that's what we fly the flag for. I use what you have and then upgrade when you can or when you need to. But I will say the most important piece of your video is probably the audio. Um, if, if, um, you've got good audio, then people will hang around, they'll listen, they'll, they'll engage, uh, even if the video part doesn't look great, but if it's the other way around, if you've got an amazing looking video and the audio piece is hard for people to hear, or it's muffled or there's a heap of background noise, then it's going to be distracting and they will stop watching your video. So if you're going to invest in anything, I'd say just pick up a cheap microphone. Anything is going to be better than whatever you've got in your phone or in your, your camera. And there are some amazing microphones out there that you can pick up for, you know, as little as 20 to $30 that are going to raise the quality of your video significantly. Yeah. Perfect. Well, mate, we'll look at um, winding things up because you've probably got a busy day with the kids back there. Now we're on school holidays and, you know, working from home and everything like that. But where can people find you online and um, what do you have coming up, you know, in regards to courses or, you know, events and stuff like that that people might be able to get involved in yeah awesome well the on the event side of things uh, no travel at the moment so no overseas trips and heading to events and things but uh, our website is primalvideo.com our youtube channel is youtube.com forward slash primal video and in regards to um, next steps and uh, courses and stuff, I mean, we have our Primal Video Accelerator program, and that really is the next level deeper from our YouTube content. Um, so if anyone is looking to get started with YouTube online video and obviously making money or, or, or growing an audience with this stuff, um, definitely check out the YouTube channel. But for those that are looking for sort of our processes, our systems, checklists, templates, the stuff that we use in our business, we dive deep into that stuff inside of our Accelerator program. Not a drummer, mate. Well, I highly appreciate you making the time to come on today. And yeah, for the dads out there listening, I hope you got a heap of content and a heap of um, value out of what Justin had to say in regards to the videos. And yeah, make sure you screenshot this podcast and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging Justin and myself and all the links to all Justin's stuff and uh, his contact details will be in the description below. So mate, thanks a lot for coming on and you have an amazing school holidays with the kids. Thanks very much for having me on. It was good fun.